Welcome to the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast. We share sermons, teachings, and messages from St. Barnabas Anglican Church in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Father Andrew, the senior pastor at the church, and I'm glad you're listening today. You're always invited to worship in person on Sunday mornings at 8 and 10 a.m. and on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. You can also visit us online at stbarnabas.us. That's S-T-B-A-R-N-A-B-A-S dot U-S. And now, enjoy the podcast. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I invite you to open up your Bibles today. Um, We'll be looking at today's gospel um, so if you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 24, or if you have printed out the bulletin that was online, or follow, follow it along the line also. Um, so the story today on the road to Emmaus, it occurs on the same day as the resurrection. And the ultimate timeline falls before Jesus appears to his disciples in the upper room. The account which we heard about in last week's gospel reading, now the story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus is only briefly mentioned in Mark, only two verses. However, Luke gives a vivid account of what happened on the road to Emmaus. N.T. Wright wrote this about the account. If the story of the prodigal son has a claim to be the finest story Jesus ever told, the tale of the two on the road to Emmaus must have an equal claim to be the finest scene Luke ever sketched. N.T. Wright went on to continue to say, about the story that is full of sorrow, suspense, puzzlement, and a gradual dawning of light. Now, we know the story begins on the same day as the resurrection as the two are traveling from Jerusalem to Emmaus. But if we look back just to to the previous section in Luke, we read about Peter running to the tomb and seeing the linen tomb, uh, linen cloths in the tomb. So then Luke jumps ahead to the story now that we read today. In today's gospel, Luke tells us of the two, one of the two was Cleopas, but he doesn't tell us who the other one was. So we're left to wonder who that person was. But that's not the important part of the story. But as they were walking to Jerusalem, uh, from Jerusalem to Emmaus, Jesus joined them. As Luke describes in verse 15, Jesus drew near to them. That phrase kind of stood out to me as I was preparing it today, that Jesus stood out to the, or drew near to them. Does Jesus not draw near to every single one of us every day? He comes alongside of us as we go about our day. He wants us to be close to him. In fact, he, in fact, he seeks out his flock even if we have gone astray. We only have to look back to chapter 15 of Luke's gospel, where he describes how the shepherd seeks out his sheep. If he has lost one of them, does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. We see in today's gospel, when Jesus sought out Cleopas and his companion and came alongside them, In their sadness, he sought them out. He could have chosen anybody to come alongside of. 
but he sought those two, his disciples out. But they were sad based on the events that had occurred that day because they had great hope Jesus was one to redeem Israel. But that, but that hope was crushed by the crucifixion and they had a sense of loss and defeat. I think at some point in all our lives, we can relate to that sense of loss and defeat and discouragement. Unfortunately, it is part of this broken world that we live in. But praise be to God, we have hope in the resurrected Jesus. Because we know that Jesus will draw near to us. Next, I want to look at how Jesus draws near to us. In, in the story today, we see the three of them walking along and Jesus asked them about the conversation they were having. They went on to tell them about the things that had happened in Jerusalem. They described their sadness and loss of hope in verses 20 and 21. And how the chief priests and rulers delivered Jesus up to be condemned, condemned to death and crucified him. And they explained in verse 21, But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. See, they knew about the life, the mission, and the suffering and death of Jesus. And they were sad because they did not understand why those things had to happen. But Jesus but just walked with them patiently, listening to their sadness, their uncertainty, and loss of hope. I think... This is a great image that Luke gives to us because I think we can all relate to that image of walking in sadness and uncertainty and loss of hope, especially during this pandemic. We all have certainly have some fear of what will happen to us, this fear of losing a loved one or losing a job. We all have some disappointment of an experience that we have worked so hard for or waited for being canceled or delayed. I think our seniors in the, the college or high school can really relate to that point. They had worked so hard to get to that point, and now it's been taken away from them. But it's okay for them to be sad when these things happen, but we can't let that sadness lose the sight of the hope we have in Jesus. Because the good news is that during those times, Jesus is walking alongside of us. He is listening patiently as we share those fears and sadness with him. Jesus will lovingly listen to all our troubles, concerns, and sadness and fears. So talk to him. Lay all those fears and concerns, frustrations, disappointments, sadness, whatever it is, at the feet of Jesus. Because there's nothing that Jesus cannot overcome. In the days and weeks to come... Continue to spend time in the presence of Jesus, talking to him, because he will lovingly listen and patiently listen to whatever we have to say to him. And as we spend time with Jesus, we need to be prepared to listen to his response. We look again at today's gospel, where Jesus instructed Cleopas and his companion. But before he instructed him, he rebuked him a little bit because of their lack of faith, their slowness to believe, their weakness of faith, in the scriptures of the Old Testament, when in verse 25 and 26, he said, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe, all the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? 
If they had remembered or understood what the prophets had already said, then they would have known that the events had to take place to fulfill those scriptures. So Jesus gently rebuked them to remind them the importance of knowing the scriptures. He, then he provided them the whole biblical story showing how it culminated in the Messiah who offered a sacrifice for the salvation of the world. Charles Simeon described Luke's account of Jesus explaining the scriptures this way. He then expounded to them all the most important parts of the Mosaic and prophetic writings and showed them that there was no just reason for them to be so disconcerted with his death or so incredulous about his resurrection since their own scripture had so clearly declared that the Messiah should die and rise again. <clears throat> like the two on the road to Emmaus, we too can be sad and fearful during these times. But because we know the word of God, we have studied the scripture, we have hope, and we have peace. And as we spend time in this word, you will hear Jesus speak. And peace can be found in those times when, with Jesus and getting to know the scriptures and letting Jesus teach us and comfort us like he did with Cleopas and his companion. Even though they did not realize at the time or recognize him or his resurrection, they, uh, which they mentioned in verse 21 and 24, they did not realize that Jesus was right there in front of them. They could not recognize him because they did not know that all had taken place was part of God's redemptive plan. We too can miss the peace and comfort that Jesus has for us if we do not spend time with him, talking with him, or learning his word, letting him, or letting him guide and teach us. When we spend time with Jesus in the scriptures, we can see Jesus at work. Without that, we may not recognize Jesus not unlike Cleopas and his companion. In the last section of the gospel today, in verses 20 and 29, it says that they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if they were going, he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is now far spent. When he was at table, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. And it was at that very moment when their eyes were opened and they realized the stranger sitting with them was the risen Lord. Now the term their eyes were open, you can look back into the story of the creation in Genesis 3 in the fall. When in Genesis 3 it writes, Then the eyes were both opened and they knew they were naked. That was the beginning of the troubles of the world. But the story that Luke describes was a new beginning. It was at that moment when he broke bread, their eyes were open, and hope was restored. In fact, they were so excited when they realized that they were sitting with the risen Lord, and he, after he had left, they went back to Jerusalem to share the good news with the eleven, that the Lord had risen. And then once they had recognized that Jesus was with them. Their sadness turned to joy and excitement. I think when we all recognize Jesus sitting with us, we too can have that same joy and excitement in our troubles because we can lean on him 
and he can take whatever that we can lay on him. And that's the hope we have now. We have the hope in the resurrection of Jesus. Even in this time of pandemic, we can have hope. And our troubles can be comforted when we turn to Jesus and, and invite him into our hearts. I want to leave you with one more quote from N.T. Wright, which he writes about this Luke's passage here. Bring your problem, your agony, on the road to Emmaus with Cleopas and his companion. Be prepared to share it in prayer with the stranger who approaches. And learn to listen to his voice, explaining, leading forwards, warming your heart by applying scripture to what's going on. Learn to live inside this story, and you will find it inexhaustible. So as this pandemic continues and the sadness and the isolation and uncertainty, join Cleopas and his companion on the road to Emmaus. Lay your troubles, your burdens on Jesus, and let him warm your heart and comfort you in these difficult times. Listen to his voice as you walk with him and lay your fears and sadness and worry on him. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast. May the Lord bless you and keep you this week, and we'll see you next time. This episode of the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast is copyright 2020, St. Barnabas Anglican Church in Fort Worth, Texas, all rights reserved.